Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast of Just Impolite Love uh, with myself, David, and uh, the lovely Jennifer, sitting across from me. And Jennifer, what are we talking about today? We, so today we decided, you decided. I decided. That we were going to sit down and talk about small businesses. Small businesses, yeah. In the love-hate relationship that follows. Yeah, because there's a lot of work that goes into it, right? I, I feel like we're always, both of us are always doing something it's, for either of the businesses. Well, even today, I, I was like, pretty relaxed day, but I still do payroll. That's a fun thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you, we're going to talk about small businesses. You and I have different storylines. Yeah. So let's start with you. Okay. Because we'll, we'll end up with the business you have. You've had several small businesses. I've had a lot of small businesses. I think that I incorporated three or four. Mm-hmm. And then other ones I kind of just ran on the down low, mm. trying them out, which is a great idea. It's kind of like trying on shoes. You don't want to go like, full steam ahead before. What like did you try on the down low? That... Uh, the... The one of the first businesses I had, it was called the Basket Case. Hmm. I started it right after Aaron was born, and it was gift baskets, and I filled them and delivered them. Filled them with what? <laughs> filled them with gifts. Filled oh. them with food gifts, um, you, candles. Okay. So someone would pay you like so much money, you'd go out. Mm-hmm. And- Make a basket. A out custom of it. basket. Yeah. It was big in the in the nineties. It was kind of like the thing of the times. Yeah. I also had a landscaping gardening business. Did Deb you? Smith helped. Deb actually lives around the corner from here. Yeah. Deb Smith helped me with that one. Oh, okay. Where that I would just uh, re design and plant perennial beds for people. Mm. How long did that last? No, that was only a few months. That's hard work. <laughs> yeah. That is a lot of work. And yeah. again, um, I think, I'm trying to think, I think Anna was, Anna, no, they were older. That one was right before the Little Hat Company, I think. And then the Little Hat Company is the one that went <clears throat> big. Yes. Before that, though, I had something called Jelly Beans Interactive. Online. <laughs> it was a, it was my first attempt at an online publishing company. Oh, okay. That was right after I finished working for a startup technology company in New York City. So I would um, work from home in South Berwick. Mm-hmm. Um, that was before nine eleven that I was doing that, and um, yeah. So I mean, the thing is, like the I the premise of a small business is first you have to have an idea, right? Yeah. You have to have a passion project, something you're interested in that can hold your attention for longer than a quick minute. Right. Because, and then, you know, one thing I'll remember this story they told us in business school is like, just because something is your passion or your idea of, you know, the, what do you call it? The shiz? What do you call it? In yoga class. The cheese whiz? The cheese whiz. I don't know it. But like, so like the the case study or the the idea that they put forth was that like, just because you're in love with exotic birds, 
if you live in South Berwick, Maine, there might not be enough of a demand yeah, you know, <laughs> for an exotic right. bird shop, you know? Right. So it's like, it's not all about your love and mm-hmm. your passion for things, but that, that has to be a huge consideration. It has to be something that you, you enjoy doing and you can get behind. And you've got to have discipline with it. You can't just, it's not a hobby. No. Well, you know, so here's the thing that I believe too, is like, nothing's hard and fast because no. then there'll be the one hit wonders where something is just a hobby and then it hits, it hits the right vein of gold and it just takes off. Right. Well, it's, 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 it's discipline. So you have, you know, if it's something you have a passion for, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent every day just because you can't be, but it doesn't matter. I, I can't be motivated a hundred percent every day. So some days I'm, you know, raring to go other days I'm like, I need a nap. But I still have to get that work done, and I'm going to do it because that's what I've dedicated myself to do. I think what I've learned most in knowing you this past year is that the idea of pacing yourself. Yeah. I think that's something that I'd always been missing is, like, I was always gung-ho, full steam ahead. And you you definitely burn out. Like, mm-hmm. um the business that I have now, this, the storefront around the corner is like in the beginning I was open seven days a week and it was just me. Yeah. Um, Kyle would come in and fill in on certain days or my mom and just give me some time to do like, see the kids play sports or go to the doctor's appointments. But like primarily it was in the beginning for the first couple of years, it was just me. And it's, it's, it's almost impossible to do it alone. Really, I mean, like you said, like Kyle would come and like if kids got a doctor's appointment, like there's gonna have to be some give. There has to be. Yeah, you you can very easily become a walking zombie. Well, you get sick. I've worked sick a lot. I've worked sick a lot for other people. Yeah, but I mean, but sometimes you're too sick and there's no one else to Mm -hmm. do the job. Well, COVID kind of like yeah, it doesn't happen, right? Force the issue on that, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, things have changed. I would say things have dramatically changed since COVID happened mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Yeah. Just giving you permission to close if you have yeah. to. Like before, that would have been the kiss of death yeah, for a small business. I think you're right on that. I think that uh, something that's happened, you know, I've seen it with a lot more small businesses. Like, hey, we're closing next week because we need to go on vacation. All right, so let's talk about your story. I know we were going to start with me first, but like... Yeah. okay you're fine so you so you have a small business that you didn't start so that's something i've never done no so i i bought you so i'm like what are you buying like why wouldn't you just start so tell everyone what you have so i you know i bought yoga in york but it was uh so why wouldn't you just start your own yoga studio well you know looking at the dynamics of the air like york is a tough place to have more than one yoga studio uh, in the summer, there's plenty of people around, but in the off season, there's not. Mm-hmm. So it's, and there were other yoga studios in the town and you definitely feel the pinch when that happened. So, uh, the good thing at the time when I bought it, uh, there was one other yoga studio in town. I had a good relationship with the, the owner there. Uh, we had, uh, kind of a, a gentleman's or owner's agreement on like, you know, you know, we're in competition with each other. You cannot be, but we don't have to cut each other's throats either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was worth it to me to do that. 
Uh, plus, I have a passion for it. I, I really was it worth it for you to buy it. Like, yeah. let's talk about buying a business because that adds so many different parameters right. that so, I've never so had to deal with. Loan. You got to come to an agreement. Unless you have the cash, right? Right, or you have the cash, but you have to uh, agree on the price. Of, and so, I'm not buying a building. Like, you know, I rent the space, so I'm buying the name, the clientele. Uh, if they have any kind of merchandise merchandise or even like equipment. you know like, like the the speaker system in there mm-hmm. you know stuff like that that, that the business physically owns furniture furniture uh if there's any uh we don't have much but you got to come to a price on it and then uh, how do you how do you get to an agreement on that because like that's like arbitrary like how much are you going to pay for well you can do so customers. there's two ways to do it so you can do it yourself mm-hmm. you can google it like but or you can hire an accountant Mm-hmm. The accountant can actually put, start putting value on stuff and say, this is what you should pay. But it's still perspective. It's still perspective. I still disagree. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it was like, I did it myself because uh, accountants are rather expensive to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll do it myself. Uh, I knew the person already anyway. Uh, I wasn't worried about you know, getting ripped, ripped off. You had worked there, didn't that, you? Yeah, you I had worked there or, too. Yeah, which I think is great. So you already know the studio yeah, from so the I, inside. I knew it pretty well. I knew, knew where, the clients. I knew the direction it was going. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a vision for it that where it could go. Uh, I also knew that it wasn't going to happen in a year. I knew that like this was going to take some time. Uh, to purchase it? or No, to get the business to where I want it to be. So I knew you had a partner, Amy. Yeah. yeah. So Amy ran the day-to-day operations and I kind of did the financial part behind the scenes. Cause you had a full-time job. Cause it, yeah, I still have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that is, it's really like the, the person I bought it off of, she was a single mom at the time. I don't know how she did that. I mean, that's... I thought she was... I get the impression she was married. Did that come after? Yeah, she's married now. Okay. But uh, it was like being a single mom with uh, really one really young kid. Uh, but that's like... There's no way. There's you no, mean as far as pulling enough money out of it? Well, or? not just pulling enough money out of it, but it's having enough time. Well, single moms, you'd be surprised, but you accomplish. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Like, But, you know, it's it's... You have to have some flexibility too, because mm-hmm. you know if someone needs a sub and no one can find a sub, do you want to cancel the class? Did she have employees? Well, yeah, just the, the teachers. Yeah. But sometimes it happens where like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, and uh, the one thing about yoga, it's it's it, it's so you, you got to look at the price point of like a drop in or a class card or whatever you're selling. And is it competitive with the local area? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my drop-in price for a regular in-studio or online class is 18 bucks, And that's gone up $3 in seven years. Is that good? How does that compare with? That's about on point. Yeah. Um, uh, the prices really haven't gone up that much in even the seven years just because it's not one of those things people are going to pay, you know, 70 bucks to go to New York City. Uh, a drop in price for a New York in New York City is 35 bucks, mm-hmm. it's more than double. Um, so it's you know, it's all relative, mm-hmm. um, and they get a lot more people too. So, like, even uh, you know, if I compare my studio to the numbers I get in my studio compared to like studios in Portsmouth, mm-hmm. completely different. 
like my like I'll have a big class and I'd be like really excited about it. Like if I had that number in Portsmouth, I'd be going out of business. Yeah, well your space is smaller. Yeah, well it's smaller. I also have less expenses. So, you know, depends on where you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Portsmouth, I know like the studios out there, their rent is outrageous. It's funny that we think of Portsmouth as like a big metropolis. Oh, yeah, well, it's not. When it's really just a small it's, it's, city. It's, I think it's got 30,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. But comparatively to York, which, you know, full-time year-round residents in York, maybe 10. 000? York is bigger than South Berwick. Yeah. Well, South Berwick's got, what, five? Seven. Seven. Just yeah. over seven. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, Portsmouth has got triple the people. And uh, they also have a summer crowd as well. But it's also more expensive there as well, too. I mean, just rent. Rent a loan. Mm-hmm. So you had to get a loan? Yeah. So I got a loan and I bought it. And then uh, I had to... Did they show you how... Did they give you like a training time or a transition period where they oh, the, 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 walked you through different oh, yeah. systems? Um, I, I scheduled time with the, the, the former owner to make sure I understood like the process. I knew most of them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, As a te- You were a teacher in the yeah, studio? Yeah, so I knew like how the studio ran. I was also there before the, the original owner was there. I was working there, so I knew the original owner too. And uh, But things like getting the password to the Facebook page. That's uh, not always easy. I no, I still have issues with PayPal still mm-hmm. to this day. It still says the former owner's name. I have access to it. It's all linked to my accounts, but it still says the former owner's name. I and have that it. on my POS for the store. Kyle yeah. and I started yeah. as partners and I cannot get his name off. No, it's, it's, it, there's just some things you just can't like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm just going to keep moving forward. Well, you only, you only have so much time in the day and right. like so much energy and it's like, what, what matters? Right. What, what do matters? you have to get done? What do you have to accomplish? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of challenges, uh, you know, you know, the old adage, I mean, you know, you are HR, you are IT, you are <laughs> management, you're everything. And mm-hmm. It's true. Operations management. Yeah, it's is you're the marketing person. Accounting. Now I'm I'm lucky enough. I have a person that helps me run the studio, and then I have a marketing person too. You've got a team. Yeah. So I I but I have to. I have. But to. you have that at your own deficit. Yeah. Well, depending how you look at it, because the the more labor you accrue as a small business puts you as the owner, mm. you know, further back in line to. Yeah get a chunk of the pie oh absolutely yeah but you, but if i didn't do that i'd probably be out of business i mean i just don't have the time especially with the the full-time job at the shipyard i don't mm-hmm. have the time to do all this stuff i mean just the marketing aspect of it alone it's a you know even from when i first bought the business where it had a facebook page uh, yeah, but when, to be honest, Facebook didn't get hot and heavy. Like Facebook came around right when Little Hat Company was going under. Yeah, well, that's like 2006. But I mean, like they had a Facebook page. Um, they had an Instagram page. They didn't really use it. Uh, they had a Pinterest page, which is still not really used. Um, you know, but social media was was just being born yeah I feel it, was, like it wasn't 2006 7 8 yeah so this is like 2000 <clears throat> what, did I, what did i buy 2016 so 
It was there. But... Oh, you're you're new. You're yeah. much newer than I thought you. Yeah, 2016, I bought. So when I started um, a little seven, uh, a little something in 2017. Yeah. We have a lot of um, funny. Uh, I don't know. Our lives are parallel in a lot yeah. of funny ways. But it's 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 um, you know like Amy used to do all the social media stuff. Did she like doing it? Yeah, she didn't mind it. She didn't mind it. I mean, it's it's not necessary. I don't think it's necessarily difficult. It's just volume. Like you have to do something every day. So like my social media person, like every day she's posting something. You know, even well, if it's just a story about the- not even just something because you guys have a very specific online presence and right. campaign that you implement right and i have to i have to make sure that the you know there's certain standards that are being met that i expect uh you know but it's every day so why did you want to talk about small business well i just think it's i don't know if people understand the some of the difficulties that go into it uh the sacrifice that has to go into it i i you know i see it you always see it i see it a lot especially social media it's it's kind of a a blessing and a curse where like hey i'm going to start my own whatever and I'll just put it on social media and kind of expect it to kind of take off, and it doesn't. It's it's tough. I think a lot of people think, you know, that they're going to open the doors mm-hmm. and people are going to magically appear. appear. Yeah, and it's not. Like, I noticed, like, uh, when we first bought the studio, we started advertising, paying advertising for Facebook and Google, and I found that well, the return on investment on that was almost zero. So for us on Facebook, we get a ton of response if I boost ads on Facebook. Right. Right. But I don't, but I have noticed though, if I post on Facebook and we make events on Facebook, it's still crucial because it does let people know what's going on. People do find us that way, but I don't necessarily need to advertise. Yeah. I think it changes all the time. I'm traditional. So my background In working in, in marketing business development for small companies or startups, traditional advertising channels at best on a good day, one and a half to two percent return. Oh, and that's yeah. talking about newspaper, radio, yeah. print, um, those little coupon books. It's like paying for advertising sucks, honestly. Yeah, it really does. When I was working in technology, the thing that I, and when I had the little hat company, the thing that I leaned into was something at that time called guerrilla marketing. Mm. And I think what has happened is that has evolved into social media or, yeah. you know, marketing via the, the internet or different um, applications. Yeah, you've got to make sure that you're, constantly for doing free something. i'm like yeah. if i had all of this at my fingertips for the little hat company yeah, and think good. about it the little hat company went global in six months like if i had social media oh my god yeah, it could have been something huge social media probably would be paying you I don't, I don't know i don't know i i think that um uh small business for me is like from my earliest lemonade stand or or uh, yard sale or all the things I did as a kid, mm-hmm. like I've always had something going on the side, yeah, making a little money. Like it's just something that you know. I grew up. My dad was a plumber and he had his own business, and my mom worked in the office in the breezeway. Um, 
it's just always something that surrounded me. My brother had his own businesses. Um, I think the three of us just had, well, they, my dad's past, but that entrepreneur gene is like strong. And it's, it's not that I haven't worked for other people, but it's generally been very small companies or startups. And honestly, sometimes for me, it gets tough because it's like being independent and uh, stubborn and headstrong. And like, I'm also, I, you know, I'm okay calling myself creative. You know, I, I used to be embarrassed to do that, but like, I have a hard time when I see something and how it can be done or how I think it should be done. I have a hard time um, not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if I see a, a, a lane, a free lane to success or implementing a new revenue stream or a new product it's or a new marketing strategy, like it's something on fire inside of you. I mean, yeah. you've known me long enough that I get yeah. all wound up and yeah. I'm like, I can't rest till I at least put it sure. in motion yeah. and, you know, try it out. And um, so, yeah. So for me, not having my own business, um, I can do it. I've made a lot of money for a lot of different companies, um, probably more money for other people than I have myself. But it's like, I just eventually hit that wall. And it's not that I don't think people are doing it right. Like, because, you know, honestly, there's no black and white, right and wrong, especially in small business, big business, any business, there's so many different channels to move through. It's when you're put in charge of doing something with an end goal, like, you know, acquiring so many new clients, launching a product, um, establishing a new marketing message. When I'm put in charge of that, like I take that to heart and it's like, I put those blinders on till I get to where I'm supposed to be. Right. And I'm not always the most collaborative. Like I, as I get older, like it's just that, um, I just want it done. Mm-hmm. And how do you get something done? You got to do it yourself. You do it yourself. It's that's, that old that, adage. And that, that's the key. Uh, I, I like, not really. I, I really enjoy uh, running the business. I really enjoy teaching it uh, yoga. And I I wouldn't change it, like, like a, but it's not like, like financially. It's a hobby for you <laughs> at this point. It almost has to be. Uh, I mean, I, I later this year, I'm going to be in a better position. Uh, but yeah, like this, it's taken seven years to the point where I'm planning. See if it happens that later this year I might be able to take something for myself. Have you ever Maybe. taken monies for yourself? I, I have. I had last so last summer. I tried doing. Uh, this is the other thing with small business. You got to kind of pick your battles because, like, if it doesn't I work, it's going to cost you money. If it so, doesn't work, it's not well, going to work. You're going to. One of the things I wanted to do was like you know for uh, the yoga community, like teachers, you know, ones that are this is their job. They are, and most know, teachers are consultants or contractors. Contractors. Yeah. So I wanted to see if I could have employees. And the goal was that, okay, let me start off with a, a couple employees. And then eventually, maybe if I get more people on board, I can actually offer benefits. Uh, oh something that's God. unheard of in uh, the yoga world. You'd have to create revenue coming in from different. Well, but it, it's possible. We were, we were, we we're headed in a direction where I thought, like, okay, so, so I did it for four months. 
Not with benefits, though. No, no, it was just just they were employees. Uh huh. I had to stop because the you ran out of money. Well, the taxes, the taxes on employee taxes, mm-hmm. and then the business tax for that. Like usually the summer, I make all my money for the year. Like I'll I I make. You that's make money to run the business, right, not run, necessarily yes, money like to pull from the business. And that's, that's a clarification. Yeah. So like where uh, the money I make over the summer, I, I just leave it in the checking account for the business because in, in the winter, if I'm short, it's there to make payroll mm-hmm. things. The taxes alone for having th- actually four, because I was an employee as well, uh, ate all my profit, mm-hmm. every single penny of it. Where I said, I can't do this in the winter. I, I will go out of business. Mm-hmm. So I had to put them back as general You need to backtrack, I which is to. tough. It was, it was, and I felt really bad because I, I wanted to go and start. And I still want to go in that direction, but I mm-hmm. can't right now. Uh, it was, it was really shocking to me. I was like, wow. Uh, where I was spending, you know, four to 500 extra dollars every pay period just on at taxes. least i that's at where least. i am at yeah at least if not more yeah uh, just on taxes well and then also too like so last year so we're going to be six years old and i started it from grounds ground zero mm-hmm. in an old laundromat mm-hmm. around the corner not even on main street right so that's right. another thing location 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 yeah location is huge um Last year was the first year that I didn't have to put any personal money into the business to keep it from, you know, bouncing my accounts Mm -hmm. or, and that, and that felt good. Yeah. But also like last year was a huge transition year for me where I was like, um, I was done paying for Anna's college, the farm sold. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm 50. Was I 50? I'm 50. I don't want to work in restaurants anymore. I don't want to go get another full-time job because knowing if I do that at this point, I'm not going to have the energy to devote to the store. Yeah. Right. And like pushing it up over that hump where Mm -hmm. I can take a salary, like a substantial salary. That's, you know, not only just surviving, but thriving. Yeah. Right. You don't want to just, okay, it's all about having to make enough money to like, so I can scrape some food together this month. You know, you'd like to be able to, like, hey, you know, like, mm-hmm. let you go on vacation every couple of years. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's well, a lot of time and effort, and uh, it, it just, and it's constant. And there's, you know, things are always changing as well. Like, just from uh, the, when the pandemic hit, you know, now to the online version. So not only was I competing with, you know, other yoga studios, but now I'm competing with st- individual yoga teachers that have their own online classes are you competing though like for me i think not not tremendously but the way i look at it you don't think there's enough human bodies out in the world that like well there is and there isn't so the, the way i look at it is this so you know if i lose three to five students to an online only platform that's a lot that I think be, it's funny that I do my yoga online yeah, for free. Yeah, but yeah, which well, that's what I'm saying. There's someone you can just do it for free. I just do mine you for know, free. Like, I was, I remember when the pandemic hit, you know, freaking, uh, what is it, Aloe. Aloe. So, so Aloe is a big uh, corporate, uh, they make, uh, you know, yoga mats and stuff like that, but they also do yoga classes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
because it's a pandemic, we're going to give our yoga away for free. <laughs> oh, thanks, Aloe. You know, for, for, all, so... for all small yoga studios that are like, like I was, we were lucky enough that people stuck with us. And I was like, but like we lost clients because, oh, I can course. just go to Aloe and just do it for free. Well, so the pandemic hit and like we got the message only essential businesses oh, yeah. can stay, stay open. open. So I'm looking around, I'm like, what's an essential business? Home Depot? Yeah. Target, like yeah, the um, major conglomerates and the major can, corporations, it, yeah. and it's like yeah. at the same time. So you'd go into those places, and they'd be chock a block full with people. And yeah. my little store, at most, when it first started, would have four people in it at a time, anyway. So yeah, it's right. not like it posed a you major know, risk to anything. And well, now they're figuring out different stuff than but, this was. Well, the thing with small business is that. It is a risk. Oh, it's, it it's is a huge, huge Every risk. time you turn down a different road to maybe, okay, maybe there's something here and I can use it to, you know, grow the business. It's a risk. Mm-hmm. It's a, I, I got the paddle boards last year. That was a risk. Yeah. And that was, you know, uh, overall investment, four to $5,000. No way. Oh, absolutely. By the time Seriously? I bought the board, bought the boards. Then you just bought equipment. a trailer. Bought, bought, no, that's not even including the trailer. You have to write that off. Yeah, the trailer's three thousand. That was three thousand dollars. So, but you know, between buying the boards and then buying which were used, you're not well, talking about buying yeah, new they were, boards. They were all used. Uh, so I think I spent about thirty two hundred on the boards mm-hmm. total, and then the equipment to go with the boards. Uh, had to repair a couple here and there. Next thing you know, it's four grand easy. And it's, well, it, then also, it's not like I have 40 of them. I have every time seven. the boards went out because this is when I first so I met you in March. Yeah, boards started going out July, yeah. right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, every time the boards went out, whether you were teaching it or leading it or not, yeah. you were there. So yeah, then that's extra strain on your time. Mm-hmm. You have like the huge behemoth truck so yeah. that's like gas is crazy yeah. that was oh, yeah. like gas, right during gas the gas was, hike. Yeah, was gas was four bucks a gallon at that point and then scheduling then um if if someone couldn't do the paddling board you stepped in yeah and it's just like it's it's never just adding it's like for me even adding a new artist in the store mm-hmm. it's not just as simple as They're just adding artists you have adding to put stickers artists. on everything right well, you, price, you have, yeah, you have to develop a relationship yeah. with the person. That's um, true too. You have to find a location in the store. You mm-hmm. have to add the inventory into the POS um, sticker, and it's not a huge deal. It's but everything you do in a small business has a ripple. Oh yeah, it, and, and it can be good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. You know, the worst things, honestly, are the indifferent ripples because then you forget about them, and then they're just sucking energy. Sucking energy, and they're kind of below the radar so they're invisible Mm -hmm. if something you do decide to do something and it goes bad well then you self-correct pretty quickly right so then it's like the the tax thing i was like oh shit i got i gotta turn that around i can't be doing that for another month yeah i will go out of business Mm -hmm. Uh, it's so what are the good things about owning a small business well i i think that um you can better see at least with the yoga studio i know that you know even the people that come up here every summer, they go to the studio and they, they look forward to it. And you can develop, I think, a little more personal relationship with the customer base. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can do that at a job. Yeah, but you. Uh, yes. You're saying no. as the owner of a business, it gives you a little bit of. But you, I, I mean, at least with the yoga studio, I've noticed like there's there's more personal relationships in there, mm-hmm. and um, I'm also able to help more people than I would be like if I was in a corporation or things like that. So like, if I know somebody was, you know, they can't afford yoga right now for whatever reason. Yeah, you do during that the, a lot during the pandemic. People lost their jobs, and I went, well, you know what? Just come. When we met and you, we met and we were talking about starting the podcast and everything. And you said, I'm going to give you free yoga. I go, no, you're not going to give me free yoga because like, I know what that means. Yeah, it's, it, it could be a lot, but you know, like, I don't mind doing it because people do need it. Yeah, of course. And I also think that the things I do differently. So when I started, when I went, you know, I went to business school as well. And oh, wait, I was going to ask you that. So you did go to business school. I, I have an MBA. You have an MBA? Yes. And yes. what is your concentration in? What do you mean? It was in finance. So mine was human resource right. management. So mine was in finance. So one thing I, if you look at like how big corporations work, uh, they go from quarter to quarter looking at profits and mm-hmm. loss. I decided I, A, it's a small business that's really hard to do. A, it's a lot, it's very time consuming. Uh, I don't look at it quarter to quarter. I look at it yearly. I look at it day to day, sometimes well, well, hour to hour. <laughs> well, yes, I look at it, but what I'm talking about is when I evaluate if something is really working or not, mm-hmm. I really go from year to year. I can't afford to do that. Because, yeah, well, it's a different business too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I do that is because it's I am so tourist-based. So yeah, you're, you're a seasonal is, business. Right, so the seasonal, like, we do really well actually now in the off-season, mm-hmm. much better than we used to do. What we did in, uh, it was March. If in 2019, what I did in March, which March and February are typically our worst month. Mm-hmm. If I did that in 2019, that amount, in June, I would have been ecstatic. So you're saying you're experiencing growth? Yeah. So we're, it's growing. It's still growing? Right. You know, the first few years, yeah, I had to put my own money into it constantly. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. And the last couple, even with the, the pandemic, uh, the first year was very tough. But uh, I was able to cut costs in place. So what's your most expensive thing? Employees. Employees are your most expensive cost. It always will be. So how do I cut costs? I have to cut employees. I have to. Well, you're you're a service industry business. Like it's different. Like if you have if you're a service or goods or manufacturer, yeah. it's they're all different. You have right. to look at them differently. Oh yeah, but but you go to any major corporation, their biggest cost is going to be employees, almost all the time. So I didn't want to like during the pandemic. I didn't want to cut people loose. I mean, this is the time. But but they were contractors. Well, they're but still I. I consider them. Like, if yeah. there's if there's twelve people in a yoga class and they're making a percentage based on how many people show up, right? Yeah, yeah that's how I get them. Yeah. But then COVID hits and no one shows up. They're not making. So well, it doesn't matter if you well, cut them or not. So, well, that's why we, you can't pay them if you're not. What I did money. was um, I cut the amount of classes we offered, but I kept everybody doing a class. So they still. So I still had the same amount of staff. Mm-hmm. I also went back to if no one shows, I can't pay you. Uh, but I also added the online option. So I added 
the on so if you have five people online and you have five people in studio that's 10 students that's what i'm paying you for do on do people that take online classes pay for those oh yeah with your studio yep yep yes they do well there you go so that's why i had to i had to make sure that so when when do you forecast that you'll be able to pull a paycheck from your business hopefully november because you don't pull profit at this time like no, everything goes back into the business one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, let's hopefully this summer goes really well. I'll have money there. But, you know, technically, I, I guess I could take as a profit, but I won't. You because have to budget your slow season. I want to make sure my, I want to make sure the teachers are going to get paid. The rent's going to get paid. Uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then. Uh, and also, but can I ask you, you have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's. And Ruby's, the puppies are actually here with us. She's doing very well. She's she's rearranging. That's her, called her, rooting. I feel like she's rooting. Her she's bed. rooting on the dog bed. Yeah. She's making a nest. <laughs> Funny, but you have a full time job. Mm-hmm. You've written a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a. I guess what I would call you see your family regularly. Exactly. Like you have a very active family life. Mm-hmm. Not very social. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a huge social life. No, you don't. But like, why, why saddle yourself yourself with a small business? It's not. You know, it's a passion. I, I really enjoy yoga. I enjoy what it brings to people. I think it does help people. And that's why. Is that enough? Yeah. Obviously, you've been doing it for seven years. Yeah, it's enough. I really enjoy it. I love teaching classes. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I like taking your classes. Do you? Did. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you do it? Why do you keep the store open? Why do you? Well, currently it's my only, it's my only, (laughs) I was going to say income, but I haven't gotten paid this past couple pay periods. But um, why do I do it? I think, I think at this point where, you know, I'm in a I'm in a kind of a unique spot for the first time I'm seeing tremendous growth every day. Mm-hmm. Like it's exciting. Like yeah. I'll come home and do the pee pee dance, right? Because yeah. we're seeing numbers that are dwarfing what we did last year, the year before that, and the year before that. And it it's everything's starting to click. It's like, oh my God, I'm almost yeah. there. I'm almost yeah. there. I'm almost there. And it's I have started taking paychecks. So, uh, when did I start full-time last June? Last June, so it's been a year. Yeah, and not that I've taken every every pay period check, right? which is like, eh, yeah. but um, it's like I'm a college kid again. <laughs> um, but it's more and more um, regularly that I am writing myself a check and able to do that. And, you know, I think for me at this point, yeah, could I go back and work for someone else? Um, yeah, of course. I've always, I've always had multiple jobs and worked hard and crazy. But like, you know, the this theme song in my head lately, you know, and talking to you and with you, you've been a huge help for me and just you know staying on point. Um, my friend Heidi, who's you know always been involved in small businesses herself, and it's like, you know. 
I can go out and get another job, but that's kind of fracturing my focus and my attention where I'm so close. Like why, why not say, okay, I'm all in and I'm going to put all my extra energy into the store and get to that point that, you know, I'm supporting myself. I'm like, to me, I think that's, that's the mountain I'm climbing, like yeah. to prove to myself and not to anyone else, because I've already done extraordinary things that other people probably won't do. So it's not about proving anything to anybody else. It's more so at this point to say, I am more than capable to sustain myself and to create a life that I want to live mm-hmm. by myself. Like you have a um, real entrepreneur, like you were saying earlier, you have a very entrepreneurial spirit. I think it suits you the best. I mean, really? What does well, that mean? No. Well, you, you know, you go into like where I work. I mean, there's a lot of rules and regulations. No, I don't do well yeah, with exactly. things like I mean, the largest business I ever worked for was a startup technology company. It was called E Favorites on the E Coast in Portsmouth. I think we got up to like sixty some employees. Mm-hmm. And I was at director, I think I was the only female director. Um, and there was a CEO and a CFO and then directors and managing directors and then um, bodies under that. And it's like, there is so much horseshit that happens like with like. Well, that's what I mean. You, get, you, you work in, for lack of a better term, corporate world, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, where I work, it's, it's. There's rules, there's regulations, there's time frames. You have to be here from there to there. Uh, there's deadline. Not that there's not in small business too, but when you when you run it, you if can, you you can choose, you're your own boss. You can right, choose right. to go in or not to go in. But, but I have you're, a schedule every week. I do things every day that I. Well, I have that day. now. I'm right. I'm at the store. Right. Mondays I teach. Tuesdays I do newsletters. Wednesdays oh, I teach. With your small Thursdays business. I teach. Fridays, You're I, much more regimented than I, catch I am. Up on, uh, I might do another newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturdays I usually teach. And then, you know, uh, Sundays, sometimes I teach, sometimes I don't, but I definitely have to do payroll or pay, uh, pay stubs. And then, but then you have like Tuesdays and Fridays I don't typically teach. So those are my days to doctor's appointments, uh, go swimming, uh, you know, whatever else you need to do. Mm-hmm. Catch up. You look really good since you've started swimming. Oh, thank you. There's a change coming over you. Is there? Yes. Just more water in my ears. <laughs> no, your body's changing. Yeah. You look your you look healthy. Oh, you look stronger. You. Maybe. You don't feel feel like that's the case. No, I, the last couple times I've gone swimming, I felt much. You said you're reaching itself. further. Like I, I don't feel like I'm sinking as much. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm actually. Gliding across across the top of the water, wow. not dragging myself across the bottom. Well, you know what? That's a good point. Like with a small business, it's very easy. And I know you're juggling two, mm-hmm. two things, a full time. And I have been for years. Oh, yeah. you've, you've done many things. But like, I think now it's what I'm trying to step out of. And this is where you've been such a huge help for me is to start thinking about a work life balance and say, okay, do my work at the store. And then when I'm home, like my passion is writing. So focus on writing, focus on doing things that make me stronger, like whether it's the bike or yoga or, you know, this year I have an opportunity to do gardening again. And that's like something that I love. And I feel like makes it's, um, 
I'm not therapy, but it's very grounding for yeah. me. It's, and it's, it's, it's a it's, creative outlet. It's physical. Yeah. But with a small business and when your tush is on the line for everything, like payroll tax, because even even now that it's just me in the store is as an LLC is I've elected to be paid through payroll Mm -hmm. instead of taking profits at year end and then being paying up, you know, a profit tax on that. Like, um, so everything in that little business, when it was first, when I first opened it, you know, I asked Kyle if he wanted to be a partner and he was excited. He had never owned a small business before. So I had kind of a, shared shared um responsibility now after the divorce it's just me again and it's like it's on me mm-hmm. you know when cash flow shrinks up and you're like biting your nails and robbing P- peter to pay paul and it's that yeah. dance yeah, like definitely the cash flow is it's it's a little bit scarier mm-hmm. to be on your own but also like it's it's hugely motivating because it's like me, oh, yeah. me or who? Yeah, right. It's a you, you it. I'm it. Yeah, that's like, it. That's and it. I think what I'm I'm fortunate for is that like with my careers, I've had such high highs and low lows that um, with this little business, I'm like excited to steer it somewhere in the middle. Like right. it, and honestly, this little business has made more money than you know my other businesses that got international press or whatever and that you know those are things you learn along the way some people are born savvy Mm -hmm. like for me my mark my background is um creative strategy marketing business development so those are the things that i lean into with my business yeah those are the things that i love where i feel like i get the most ripple effect when i put my energy into it we were talking about this this morning is like in the beginning of a small business, you put so much energy, yeah, okay. effort, labor into it. And like, you might get one customer sign up that week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's and like it's defeating. like so laborious and yeah. like takes so much energy. And like, I feel like now we're looking at celebrating our six year. I still say we're <laughs> me. I'm looking at celebrating six years in business this month. And it's like, now I do something. And the it just seems to have such a much quicker and well, you're getting you the effect is faster and bigger. Right. Like, you know, you know most of the routes already. You already know the roads that you're on. Uh, it's only when we look down that road, like, hey, do I take this road now? For me, it's what product do I bring into yeah, the right. store? Well, like to me, like, do I change class schedules? Do I change teachers? Here? Yeah. Do I add a like a, you know this winter. Like I think you should do yoga summer camp summer camp for kids. Well, like I, think, I know that's a risk for you. I, I think I will. I just gotta. Not it's one more thing to manage. Yeah, but, but well, you know, I'll have to say, you know, I'm lucky. Like I have people that do help me. Uh, no, I have to pay them to do that, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't really help you. I've decided. I've noticed that. Like you, you're all in with my business. Like after our events deliveries you get so excited even if you stop by and drop something off and a customer comes to the counter you'll ring them out like that's fine i know but there's i just haven't jumped in with your i mean mike it's a different business though i know i want you to train me to be a yoga instructor you don't want me to i do want you to like i feel like then if you ever get sick 
Or if someone else gets sick, I could be your free yoga I have, instructor. I, I have plenty of yoga instructors. That I could be, be free. You could be free, but it's okay. I think I would be the funny teacher. But <laughs> We will be doing no warrior poses in this class. We will be doing no triangles. Well, do that, but, but honestly, you know, I, I look at it this way too. Like I want to make sure that I'm getting, like, I have a lot of instructors. Not all of them teach there. They, a lot of them are subs. But, you know, I want to make sure that some of them think this is their job. This is what, this is how they make money. And I do want to make sure that I'm doing right by them also. This is why I would never make it like in as a top CFO or something like that. No, I'm just saying. I'm way too nice with that stuff. No, this is what I'm saying to you is you are way better. And as I think the majority of the population is at giving than receiving oh, absolutely you kind of have bullied i don't want to say you bullied yourself in to just do like i'll never forget home for the holidays last year though <laughs> we're handing out those awesome light up headbands that the whole town wanted and yeah. they were wearing and like you showed up and you're you're like a little kid in elementary school the crowds in the store right the yeah. whole store oh, was filled lined up for these outside. little headbands and buying yeah. stuff and yeah, christmas spirit you were like you lit up like a christmas tree like we had our elf hats on you came up and like a little kid in recess line who wanted to get to four square first you know like you just put your you body blocked me and I you said you block, yes you did alec and you took your elbow and you're like i got this you go do something else and i'm looking around and like michael's already on the, the yeah. register Michelle was rapping, and I'm like, there's nothing else that I can no, do. But no, but you needed to be out. Like, what if it goes to customer service? So, like, what if someone's got a question? If they need help looking It was something? body to body. Yeah. There's still, no. But that's, that's. No, but what I'm saying to you is you are so quick and ready, like a knight in shining armor, <laughs> the savior of all saviors, to jump in and make my life as a small business owner easier. And I, I think that's awesome. I think it's a, I'm very appreciative, but I'm just saying in a reciprocal way, what can I do to help you? Like with your business, like, and you're very much like, you sell gift cards at I, I sold one gift card at the <laughs> you store. Gift cards for well, market. you know what I did do for you? Because I was like, I have to do something to even out, to balance out. Like, so my daily writings has your big yeah, logo right. right at the top. That's good. So it goes out to four people it. see yoga on York. Yeah. York right. on yoga? <laughs> I really don't know. Like, but it sees let's your logo really on the top. Me? Yoga on York. <laughs> we'll start there. All right. So what are the components of a small business? Um, well, you have the, the marketing. Marketing. Because both our favorite, you, I think. You have your operations, your day-to-day -day activities. Uh, you have your... Uh, customer interactions uh you have your financial your work. financial piece is my achilles heel yeah financial that's bookkeeping that's the part i'm actually pretty good forecasting budgeting yeah. investing when buying to, yeah when to invest when to buy uh that's well you know that better than i do right because if you buy something you know sell at the store and it doesn't do well it'll sit there yeah you just eat it yeah you just have to eat it and that's it's Tough. that's a hard one like um like i'm not worried too much like my i told you some of your things you buy too much i put i did help you with your business because i was like i put a stop on your buying on a couple things yeah I was like, yeah no i don't need to do that i got enough stuff to sell 
But, you know, the only thing I could do with that is, like, you know, if I have a clot that's not, you know, bringing in enough, uh, you know, students, then I can look at that and go, eh, maybe we need to adjust that. Yeah. You know, not too much, though. I, I, I It's a balance because sometimes I have a class that maybe doesn't have a lot of people in it. Yeah. But... There's, it's consistent. But it's consistent, and those students are happy, and maybe they're on auto bill, and, you know, okay, just leave it. Some of the things, like some running a small business is recognizing that value comes in many different forms. So, like, with my business, I can tell you, I can think of 10 people that probably spend less than $20 a year in my store but they are my loudest cheerleaders right. within the community. And whether they're associates of mine from the past or friends, yeah. but like they're the ones that I see online sharing all of my posts. And that's huge. Liking my posts, telling, you know, people will come into the store and say, so-and-so said I had to come in here. Yeah. So like that, that's invaluable, whether they're actually spending money in your store or it's, your business or, your, or not. Like right? you said, cheerleader, people that champion you and say, hey, you know, this is a good business over here with support it. Mm -hmm. uh, it is huge. It's, 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 yeah. I think, you know, the one thing my dad used to say about his business is word of mouth is your very best mm -hmm. friend. And mm -hmm. I think social media is, is just the next step of word yeah, of mouth. Well, even social media, like when I, when we first bought the business, you know, there was, like I said, it, it had an online presence, but not much, uh, like social media wise. But, you know, like even signing up for a class, like mm -hmm. there was no digital way of doing that. It was just you come into the studio or you walk in and you pay cash, credit or check. And uh, what happened was uh, another studio opened up in town, which used uh, a, a service that people could sign up online. Is that how you got into MindBody? Yeah, because it, it, it immediately had a huge impact on us. And as a I don't have now the mind body system that I use is expensive, mm -hmm. but, uh, and if I wasn't in a tourist town, I probably wouldn't use it, but it's kind of nationwide. It's known. There's a lot of people on it. So even people that are not living here, they, when they it. vacation here, they'll so search, they, they on search that. and they can find me pretty easy. So they use it and that. So we went all digital. Yeah. I had to. And, uh, but, you know, in, in, in the long run, it's definitely paid for itself. That's for sure. Well, the last business I had, the Little Hat Company, it wasn't digital yeah. at all. And, I, you know, I'll tell people will say to me today, they'll say, do you mind if I use a credit card? And I'll kind of laugh because yeah. back in the early 2000s, like Discover credit card rate was 16% oh, on yeah. each swipe. Yeah. Um, MasterCard and Visa were 7%. For my little business, it yeah. was... But now, like um, Square, which is a point of sale um, product that I use, and I know there's a ton out there yeah. now. But Square, what it did, it was like one of the first to harness the the purchases of uh, hundreds of thousands right. of small businesses. So I think I paid two point six on each transaction. Yes. So compared to what I paid with my other business, oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't care what you use. Use well, a credit card or pay, cash. I pay for the system's use every month. Like I pay. Five six hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Just you now, I I have top tier stuff. I, but I then have, you, what do you use for your? Is that include your point of sale? Well, no. So I still pay. I still charge a two point six, two point eight, something like that. 
Uh, so but, I think I pay $40 a month for Square. Yeah, so I pay about 600 but that also has the Yoga on York app on mm -hmm. it. So I have an app. Ooh. And then I have uh, also like the whole, like, you know, class set up, link to the website. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a little, it's more than just a point of sale mm -hmm. system. So it's worth it because I, I probably bring in more than five or $600 a month sure. just on using that system. Uh, and the other thing was that, you know, I noticed when we first bought the studio, you know, how, what's the marketing plan? The marketing plan at the time was word of mouth mm -hmm. and flyers. I know flyers. People still bring around flyers and to the store. I still use flyers. I still have, like I go to Anthony's and a few other places in New York and I post up the schedule. I made those pamphlets mm -hmm. and I brought them on many hotels this year. Uh, but that was it. And but to, to go back to like the word of mouth and how important it really is. So probably about ninety-eight percent of the people found yoga on your via word of mouth when I first bought it. The other two percent maybe Google. Google's huge for now, me right now. Yeah. Now today it's still probably about seventy percent find this word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But the rest is Google, uh, some sort of, you know. Uh, social media, Jen's blog, uh, Jen's blog, <laughs> uh, but also uh, uh, flyers still work. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, we still get people that oh, I saw, saw the flyer, um, and or we have that big, that. that big uh, sign outside uh, the studio that talks about like you know outdoor classes. The flag. They see us that. They yeah. See that. No, that's good. Uh, so, but you know, but just to show you how big that thirty percent can be, it's pretty big. What 30%? Well, 30% other than word of mouth. Oh. So what I want to ask you is that why? So we talked about like, I mean, it's already an hour. It's crazy how that happens. But oh, and I want to talk about what happened to me last week trying to do another podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, so we'll we've talked we've talked a lot about about the specifics of small business. But like, honestly, I think with your story, like, why you continue to do this and why you do it for essentially free is because what yoga meant for you and I'm supposing Amy and oh, yeah. like you guys met doing yoga together. Yeah. Yes, like, so I met her at the studio. Yeah. yeah. But yoga for you is something that is important in your life. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, it's not just a money maker. Like it seems no, like we're talking about all the nuts and bolts, yeah, but, it's not money. but that's it's, not, it's, it's, I, I do it because I love to do it, but I also think it's, it's a value to the community that like one thing I, I'm, I'm very big on in the studio and I tell my instructors is that I don't want politics in the studio. I know you say that to me. Yeah, because, uh, you know, and, and I see it online. You know, Are you saying you don't want liberal politics no, in your studio? No. Yes. no, that's not. No, what I'm saying is that, is, you know, I, I, there was this big movement a little while ago. Oh, no, let's not talk about that. No, no, they were saying, you know, you know, yoga is politics. And I was like, it can be. No, you're a Republican I'm yoga not, not a Republican. conservative. God. You're, you call me a flaming liberal, so you can't have it, you once. can't have it said, both ways. I said that once. And you, you said it in the very set beginning. Me straight on. No, what I'm saying is, is that for me, yoga is practiced in the studio. You practice yoga. It's not a place for 
politics. It's not a place for. I think yoga's political. I do know what you're saying by that. Outside the studio, sure. When you practice it, you practice being mindful. You practice listening to yourself. How is you that pra- political, though? It's not. No. But when you take it out of the, outside the studio, now you're no longer practicing. You're doing yoga, and you can. You're able to. If you're talking in a political spectrum, mm-hmm. you can calm yourself because it's, it's it's always going to be intensive, but you can also listen to yourself yeah. and listen to the other person. Sure. And I mean, you still may disagree. You still may, but you know, in some of the tenets of yoga of, you know, being nice to other people, uh, you know, uh, those kinds of things, you kind of bring that into that political spectrum, not in the studio though. I in think the studio, what happens, everybody should be able to practice. Everybody, no matter what they. Everybody you know, should. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, there's places whole, you, there's places you can't. No, but I agree with that wholeheartedly, and that's how my politics are. Regardless, like I've never been someone that says, "Oh, you're this, so I can't talk to you," right. or "You're this, so I can't be your friend." That's not who I am, right? right. Like, yeah, no, but that's that's. That's the tenet of one of the tenets of it. Of yoga. Just, you're, you're accepting of other people. Uh, it doesn't mean you agree with them. I don't think you should agree with you know, everyone. Just you hang out, but... I just don't agree with, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why I, I think yoga personally is needed more today than any ever at, at before because just being able to listen with uh, an open mind and an open heart and then still being true to yourself and what you believe to be true and what you believe is right and trying to make some common ground. That's what's, that's the union of yoga mm. with other people. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was deep. No, that I wasn't know, that, that deep. It was funny. So today I had someone, you, again, you were watching the store for me so I could go to Lippy's prom. Oh yeah. And one of your, um, associates from yoga came into the store. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, so she came back in today and it's just funny how it is a very small world. Oh, it's a very small world. We're all connected somehow. Yeah. Especially I think in the seacoast or South Park mm-hmm. where it's, you know, tiny little towns. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody or knows somebody that knows you. Yeah. You know? Um, so, People sometimes will ask me why why am I doing a store? Because I'm not really a things person, am I? No, you're not. You're not a things like that. You you don't like your like, oh I need a little trinket here and there. No, not at all. I do love art. I do you love, love art. Um, you're not like you don't have a lot of junk, let's put it that way. Even at the farm, you don't think I had No, no, I don't think so. Um, but especially after the farm and having to get rid of so much, I'm very Silver books. I you do like, love books. You like your books. Um, I'm aware of not accumulating so much stuff mm-hmm. around it. But so here I am in a store with thousands and thousands of things. Mm-hmm. And people ask me why, why store? And I think for me, what it's become is um, the connections. I, I really enjoy meeting people like today I met this great couple from uh outside of New York City. What's the town? Chester. Um, Westchester. Westchester. They moved from Westchester. So they had big jobs in the city and then they moved from Westchester to um 
old orchard, but they had summered together in a gunkwit for years and years and years. So I just, I love the opportunity to start conversations mm -hmm. and to learn about people that, you know, so for one of the gentlemen, like he and I had um, technology in common. Mm -hmm. We both worked with technology companies. He was in operations management and I was in business development. But like immediately you have like this common bond or this knowing of the lifestyle, you know, meetings on Madison Ave or Broadway or being in the financial district. You just, you just get it and what that, what that equates and what that is. But they were, they were so sweet and they just happened upon into the store. They even came from not the main street side, but I'm assuming they parked in the parking lot further down on Paul street. Oh, okay, yeah. so they came around that side of the building and they came in and in typical gen fashion. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you again. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, and I really felt like I had conversations with them before. No, this is their first time in the store. And, um, but just, um, he, one of the gentlemen had like such a huge interest in pottery and mm. ceramics. And I loved being able to, you know, immediately know and walk around the store and say, you know, Shauna's from South Berwick, Robin's from Elliot, mm -hmm. you know, Brenda does the horse hair, mm -hmm. fire pit pottery. Karen, you know, is a potter from um, Rollinsford. Like, mm -hmm. I love that. But then also lately I've gotten some pottery pieces from potters. Um, I have one from Tennessee and then one from out west right now. And it's like to be able to share the stories behind what they're buying mm -hmm. and what, like he had just a love for pottery and like, you probably really appreciated that then. Well, then like, you know, he, he said to me and I already, I already told you this cause I called you cause I was a little excited mm -hmm. cause Westchester's kind of affluent and oh yeah. Right. Like it is. Sure. And in New York city, I always feel like you can get anything in New York. I yeah. feel like it's just, the great melting pot of who was that? It was Eric. He's done. They haven't barked. Knock on wood. Yeah. But anyways, he just he paid a huge compliment to me as he was leaving, and about you know how the shop was curated, and the thing that I said to him because sometimes I get funny about that because I'm in an old laundromat, right? <laughs> the roof needs to be reshingled. It's yeah. like. Um, the floors are kind of gross. Like they're, there's just, it's an old building and yeah, it's not right. a glamorous building. Right. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not a post and bean barn, yeah. but like I just said to him, I said, you know, that means a lot to me because for me, I want the store number one to be approachable. I want anyone to be able to walk through that door and feel comfortable and not feel as though they're not going to be able to find something to purchase, regardless yeah. of where they are in the economic spectrum. Yeah. Like I want there to be a little something there for everybody well, and the, everybody to feel yeah. welcomed. Right. Everybody should feel uncomfortable in the store. Right. And I think that's one of the things I think that having a small business, that's one of the benefits of it. You, you, because you're so involved, you really can, connect with people in a different way you know oh, I, mean? I think you do that too like oh, I when too. i first met you and you finally got me to go to the studio and i'm quiet when i go to your turf yeah. like you're not so quiet at my store like you're like you walk in your personality is bigger than life and that 
that's fine too, because I honor that's who you are. But like in your studio, when I walk in, I kind of like try to go invisible. Right. And I don't know if that's bad or good. It's just it's how you, I feel. True. I want to navigate that situation. Yeah, that's you. But you are the same way, welcoming and warm and inviting. And like, I convinced my friend to do your yoga in the park with me Tuesday if it doesn't get rained out. Yeah, hopefully And she goes, she's kind of like I am. She's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do yoga in public. Like, <laughs> And I said, nope. I said, we don't even have to worry about it. Dave said we can lay on the mat and do have that be the only thing we do because that's still yoga. Yes, it is. And we can lay on the mat and giggle and people watch if we want. Yeah, I'm just laugh at my stupid jokes. No, I'm not going to laugh at my pronoun a thousand times. <laughs> you need some new jokes. You no. need some new jokes mixed we'll in. respect my jokes. Mm -hmm. You do. What's your I, favorite? I, actually, I have a, uh, a woman that she's been in the studio for several years, usually just in the summer, but she's getting married this year. And she wants me to do a private for the wedding party. The, the day Private day. dancer? No. What? <laughs> Private yoga class. You're gonna do a private on the beach the day she's getting dance. married, and she says it's gonna be a lot of people there. Like, That's okay. She goes, and you have to do all your jokes. Oh my god, just feeding your weirdness. <laughs> I just like if people feed your weirdness. I love your weirdness. <laughs> I don't know about. That. So last week I was all excited. So besides your one very emotional solo podcast which has topped the charts oh, yeah. it's your single podcast and my single podcast then episode one those oh, were really? like the the, episode the busy busy podcast yeah. um after those um the the most popular podcast was the one that i did with daryl oh, frank yeah. that yeah, says death right. becomes yeah. you kid it's when my friend becomes a mortician at the age of 59 yeah out of the blue so last week, well, you knew, I went to meet him at the, well, the funeral home in Southboro. I'm like, am I just daft? Like, I, I know he's a mortician, but I had no idea he was managing that funeral home. I don't know. Well, you'll have to do it again because he didn't Well, say we it. did it. I so know we, he did it. It was like it. an hour and 20 minutes. And like we went to all of the trouble of getting the Wi-Fi up and running with the password. He had to call the home office. It was hysterical. <laughs> and he's like, we're sitting in, you know, the front parlor. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's not funny. But he's like, if you've been in a funeral home, they all kind of have this, especially in New England. I feel yeah. like they all kind of have the same feel yeah. if they haven't been renovated or mm -hmm. they just have that 80s <laughs> vintage yeah. wallpaper you know the dark wood trim right. and the many rooms in the and so we're sitting there and i'm trying to focus on getting all our equipment set up and everything and he goes kid <laughs> kid do you feel uncomfortable being here i go what are you talking about he goes you're in a funeral home because <laughs> i feel uncomfortable and i go date i didn't know i didn't call him david I said, um, Daryl, I said, I feel like I've grown up in the funeral homes in um, Uxbridge, Mass, and all of those. Oh, yeah. Just because we had, I was the youngest of 20 some grandchildren, and yeah. it's like, it was a constant visit down, constant visit down, there. down 495 or whatever that is. 495 to 28. To 290. Exit 28. 28. No, it's 298. It used to be Uxbridge was exit 28. Oh, maybe it's Uxbridge. Uh, but I think they've changed it. But anyways, so we we do this awesome podcast. So the first 
podcast was talking about how how do you work for Comcast for most of your life, right? Yeah, let me, let me and then all of a sudden, poof, I'm a mortician, like full-fledged mortician. Yeah. like. And he's he's got full-on heart and mad respect for him and like just the passion he has in that. So this podcast that we did was all about um, death and dying, but the grief that follows, you know, because a lot of times he'll say it's very rare that someone knows someone's going to die or they have mm-hmm. that time to grieve while mm-hmm. they're they're yeah. still living. And so we did this podcast and it lasted an hour and 20 minutes. And then, um, you know, I do the little thing like I go to upload it and everything and it's the bars moving across the top and of the screen the and it stopped. And that had never happened with any yeah. of the other pop. The one time I shut my laptop before it uploaded with you and I, that was the only other time yeah. that had happened. And I just, I was like heartbroken. I just was watching Daryl watch me. I said, I go, kid, I don't think this is going to happen. And he's like, what? He goes, just give it a few more minutes. And I go, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So then he like, it's this maze to get to the bathroom and he's walking me through the funeral home and it's hitting me. My friend is now like a full fledged mortician. Like he's going and he's got different vocabulary for like when they pick up at an accident scene or a death scene, like there's, is it a removal? I can't even remember the special terms in the consultations with the families and the embalming and then the actual services and all of it that goes into death and dying. And then the podcast was talking about how it triggers you. Like, so his father passed and it was really sad, right? Like, so he's essentially face. Oh, goodbye, Ruby. She's going to her office. She's going for it. They did so good. They get an A plus, so we should probably wrap it up. But anyway, so I'm supposed to do, we're going to do take two oh, yeah. um, Tuesday. And then okay. we had even kicked around the idea of doing a podcast solely on death and dying yeah, since he was so popular. Yeah. Not as popular as you. Well, it's, it's just... But the, <laughs> they can't hear Harry <laughs> when he just did that. Every boy. Um, yeah. So that's so that's it. So small business. So for me, it's focusing on the small business, getting to a point where I can pull a thrivable salary out of it. Mm-hmm. And then also helping the other artists and serving the community. You finally getting a paycheck out of yours. That'd be nice. You see it happening in the next year? Yeah. Like I said, I think, I think November will be pulling. Not yeah. much, but something. Yeah, or you rich. also said your business loan. You're not going to have that yes, after that's, a certain that's, time. That's what I'm saying. Once I get uh, pay off the business loan, then I'll be able to. You're so why wouldn't you, right? Like unless yeah. if you dump that money back in to grow it even right. bigger. Well, I don't. Right now, I don't. Not right now. You should. You should pay yourself. Yeah, well, I will for a while. So, best business advice, right? Um. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Which well, that's, that's when that's, I raise my good. eyebrows out. Well, no, pay yourself first is a. Uh, uh, if you read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of his uh, philosophies: is you always pay yourself first. That's not going to do with small business. It's not anything. always plausible, though. No, but but he's not. He's just talking about in general. So like, even if you work for somebody and you get a paycheck, make sure you pay yourself first and sort of save something, save some money, or you know whatever you're going to do. 
And my good friend Heidi said, live below your means. That's what her yeah. dad always told her. Well, I have a scene. I took uh, my book, Business Philosophy is a win-win. You wrote that? No, I didn't write this. I thought it's you a, said my book. No, no, my business philosophy. Oh, okay. Is win, win, win. It's got to be whatever we do. It's got to be a win for the studio. It's got to be a win for the the teacher, and it's got to be a win for the client. And if it's not one of those things, we don't do it. Are you the studio? Yes, I am the studio. I am the studio. I am the studio. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're very, you're very um, different on the podcast than uh, when we first started. I am. Mm-hmm. How am I different? You seem um, <laughs> defeated. You seem a little defeated. I'm not sedentary. Are you tired? I'm tired. You had a hard day today. It's very hard. What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> you didn't well, did do anything. That's the first payroll. thing you said when you saw me. You were like, yeah, I didn't really do anything did, today. I, and I'm I like, did, yeah, I what? Did, I did payroll. I did payroll. Mm-hmm. I did do that. You answered my texts. I answered your texts and phone calls. No, I didn't do both. Yeah, you called me. Yes, you did. I get excited sometimes and I need I to know. vent it out. I know. So it just spins around like um you got it's got it's got to release i have to release it like yeah. you know poke some holes in me <laughs> all right so yeah. i don't know if we accomplished anything uh probably not but uh thank you everybody for listening um if you'd like to uh uh see jen in person you can visit her at a little something in uh, south berwick maine 11 paul street and if you'd like to visit me i'm Yoga on York in York, Maine, 250 Main Street. Until next time. You'll see him on the mat. See you on the mat.